Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are doing the very last episode of season two and of 2022, so lots of final twos today. I am going to run through a lot of things in this episode, so this is your warning to buckle down, have a notepad ready, and just be prepared for a lot of things that I'm going to throw your way. The point of this episode is really just to um, help you get a grip on like that end of your jitter where it's like did I do enough like it feels too calm where it feels so stressful like what am I supposed to be doing right now and just in case you're like me and things often fall through the cracks just because you're typically multitasking trying to manage a million things at once I hope this end of your checklist helps you at least streamline your brain a little bit and figure out what to prioritize to do with your time in order to prep yourself for quarter one over the next year and to start things off on the best foot possible. So because this is going to be a content-packed episode, let's just jump right into it. As always, I gotta do my little disclaimer. You know, take the advice as advice. It's not formal. It's not, you know, professional, whatever. So let's start off with my very first checklist review, and that is to go through and comb your accounting carpet and make sure there are no little crumbs in there. There's no little gross hair sticking out. You just want to make it nice and clean and free of any debris. And so what I mean by that metaphor is you want to go through your accounting software or wherever you do your accounting. Hopefully that's through some sort of software like Wave or Xero or QuickBooks. Um, and you want to do these few things. One, you want to review all of your transactions and make sure that they are all categorized. This is going to be huge for you when it comes tax season. Um, if you are super on top of your shit. You probably do this every month. I try to do this every month, but I probably fell off around October. So I had to go back and review all my transactions for October, November, and December. And I also made sure that all of those categories were correct. So what that means is like there, there was probably some um, categorization that was wrong by Wave. So I go through all my major categories in Wave and I just make sure that all of the transactions in each category were done correctly. I also go through those transactions and see if there's any duplicates or if there's anything, you know, that um, is being incorrectly billed and just make sure my numbers are all correct. So within the accounting umbrella, make sure you review your transactions and check the categories. The next thing you want to do is check your active subscriptions. So what I mean by that is I typically go through, you know, while I'm reviewing all those transactions, I like to just make note of active subscriptions that are happening, seeing if there are any duplicates, seeing if there's any charges that are inconsistent or that anything that I was supposed to cancel that is still going on. Typically, I do this every month just to make sure I'm not, you know, paying more than I need to. But sometimes it does happen where things fall through the cracks or I accidentally signed up for a trial for three months and all of a sudden a charge pops out in like September. No, no idea where that came from. So um, I just check all of those and make sure that they're good. Um, I also keep a list of all my active subscriptions in a spreadsheet um, just so I know you know, how much I am paying. And that was something I mentioned in my budgeting 101 episode. Um, and I just make sure that the transactions that I'm seeing in Wave also align with what I'm seeing in my spreadsheet. 
I also go through and I close any due invoices for the year. So if I have any um, collaborators or any subcontractors that I am, you know, was supposed to pay or whatever, I just make sure that all my invoices are closed off before the holiday season or if there are any invoices that are due while I am out of office for the holidays because I'm going to be gone for about 10-ish days. I want to make sure that I'm not going to accidentally like you know, be late on any of those invoices and, you know, potentially pay a late fee. So I close all of those. And then, um, two, I also make sure to pay myself for December. So I make sure that to pay myself on a bi-weekly schedule, I pay myself, um, around $2,500 every two weeks. And that's just, you know, as like my quote salary, um, working for the studio. And I just go through and make sure all those went through. And then I also, um, you know, make sure that, I am including my um, second payment or my last payment to myself in December in my accounting review just to make sure those numbers are correct before I close out. Um, and then also I pay any bills. So if there's any outstanding bills, anything else that I am meant to be um, closing off, I just make sure that there's no loose ends when it comes to like my money and things that are due. Um, and that is what I do for the accounting portion. So that's the first thing. The second thing is now it's time for some number crunching. This is where some more like business, I'd say strategy comes in. So this is a really good time while you're already in your like software to look at some of the balance sheets, look at some of the reports. So if you use Wave like I do, they're awesome because they have some, this isn't sponsored by the way, I'm just plugging it for free, which maybe I shouldn't, but I go through and I look, use their reports function to look at all the different balance sheets, like profit loss statements, all of that stuff. But what I really like to do is look at my bookings calendar slash my spreadsheet that I keep track of all of my bookings and like, you know, the how much money I made off of them essentially, um, which for one, if you follow my Instagram account, there is a whole TikTok on that. But anyways, um, I look at that plus my accounting software and I'm just taking a look at one my revenue two my expenses my profit and then I just see like how was my spending was it out of hand do I like you know my profit margin compared to like my operating expenses in terms of cost of goods which I talk a lot about in the previous episode which I believe is episode 28 I just take a look at those numbers and I'm like am I liking what I'm seeing um I also take a look at things like how much did I pay in transaction fees? How much did I pay in loss on foreign exchange? Um, which are typically like fees that I think are avoidable and that I hate, you know, seeing sums of money, um, you know, accumulate at the end of the year. So I look at things like that. I also look at subcontractor fees, you know, like where was I spending the most money for that kind of stuff and, you know, evaluating what was worth it. So Really, what I mean by crunchy numbers is just looking at those different sums of money, um, like where you're spending money, where money was coming in, and like seeing where you feel happy about that. Um, I typically in this stage of my checklist, when I, you know, calling crunchy numbers, I really like to look and see like, oh wow, I spent so much money on developers, um, but a lot of money was in like additional billable hours. Maybe I should consider in the next year, you know, um, paying for a retainer so it's like cheaper in the long run. Or like, wow, I paid so much money um, in transaction fees. Maybe I should consider a different payment platform. So just examples like that. Or like, whoa, I spent way too much money on fonts last year, you know, or this year. Make sure for next year my budget is tighter and I'm a little bit tighter with, <laughs> with that um, checkout cart button. So 
just an example, it's a really good way of, of doing like a checks and balances system, I guess, with you, because it is hard when you're the owner of your business and you're like, you're making all the financial decisions. Sometimes you want to just be an employee and ask your boss like, oh, can we afford this? Can I do this? And then as the boss, you want to just be able to say, okay. And so there's like this feedback loop system where you're maybe accidentally spending more money than you have, or, you know, your, your priorities maybe are misaligned when it comes to your expenses. So, and it's hard to know in the moment or be on top of your expenses, you know, all year round, all the time. So this is a good time to just check yourself, make sure you're feeling good. And if there's any areas where you think you could have improved, make note of that for the next year. So, um, and yeah, in this category, it's the, the focus is a lot more on your expenses and just a lot more of asking yourself different questions and weighing different, um, you know, pros and cons of spending money on this or that. So um, if you want to hear more about that, I basically did this checklist, the crunchy numbers thing in the last episode, what I spent money on in 2022. So if you want to hear more about that and go more in detail, I would listen to that episode. So the next one I think is super, super important in terms of prepping for Q1 and also just overall um, business internal like development. And that is um, taking feedback and making improvements. So what I mean by that is if you are a service-based um, business, which I presume most of you are as creatives, take feedback that you've received from different clients. So whether that be from DMs, whether it be from emails or from a feedback or testimonial forum, take all of that and See if there's any areas or trends that are sticking out where you maybe are failing or you might have some shortcomings. So for example, with me, um, I've had some issues with scheduling this year. So maybe I scheduled things too tight, didn't leave enough buffers, or maybe it was um, booking things too far in advance and then, um, you know, like getting a little bit lost in the sauce, I guess you could say. So that was probably my biggest struggle this year, and that's something that you my clients picked up on. And so that's a plan that I'm going to make to improve in Q1. I'm not going to work on this right now, because I think that's something that people do get overwhelmed with, like seeing all these issues and then wanting to work on them immediately before the new year. But I think Q1 is a great time of year to be doing those improvements. And so because, you know, you're plucky, you're excited, you have all the energy to actually work on them and do them. And so I am making a plan for Q1 and putting it on my list to um, fix my like timeline booking process rather than making it every single project be like six weeks or a set amount of weeks. I, um, it, I'll make it dependent upon like, you know, extra deliverables or like by platform or, you know, et cetera. And so, or like based on the developer I book, you know, I know some of them are faster, some are slower. So I'm going to edit that as needed and also just build in more things in my contract, you know, to protect me if, you know, time does kind of get away from me. So that's an example. Um, if you're a mentor or a coach or a course creator like I am, then you also want to take feedback from your students or from your courses, from your calls, and make plans for improvements in that service as well. So for me, I loved getting some feedback from students on like um, on designer summer camp, on my mentorship calls, and seeing where areas that I could make the learning experience better for them. So um, it's really easy to, I think, measure success of your business in terms of money so like you know what were my profit margins and then you know like i saved xyz money and um this was my revenue but you have to remember that the success of your business also is measured by your client and your community satisfaction and so i think that this third checklist part is really really important if you want to start off your year on the right foot um not only money facing but also client facing because 
if you only focus on the money and only focus on profitability, um, which I have done in the past, or um, I do think that you do run the risk of potentially getting in the weeds or, or regressing in terms of your progress. And so that's a big thing for me that I want to make sure that my client process and experience and my students learning experiences are always top notch or at least the best that I can provide. So that is um, the third one. The fourth one is um, an evaluation of your performance. So what I mean by this is as service providers um, and also maybe like product providers, I like to look at what services and what passive income products do the best. And then I like to brainstorm for how to adjust next year to increase that revenue on those things. So um, what I mean by that is I will take the my project bookings calendar. I'll also look at my... Um, like spreadsheet of all of my services that I booked and I'll say okay interesting like I see that of the 12 months I booked way more um, Shopify sites than I did Squarespace so if but Shopify sites take way longer than Squarespace hmm, that's interesting maybe I should be increasing the cost of my Shopify or maybe I should be you know pushing Squarespace more or like what do I even want to do do I like want to start you know pushing Shopify more like which one do I do I enjoy just as an example question or oh wow like the mini brand you know was booked a lot in the beginning of the year and slowed down but that's my most profitable package you know so how can I maybe push that more next year towards the end of the year just examples um same thing with passive income products like look at your um sales reports that if you use Shopify or you know WooCommerce or whatever they use, um, they typically have reports like by year, by month on like what products sold the best, um, what times of year did they sell the most. Um, there's so there's so much data in Shopify. It's actually kind of scary and kind of crazy. So I like to go in there and just look at the basics like, you know, when were products sold the most. And I do like to kind of measure that to like my marketing pushes and campaigns. So I'm like, wow, like I sold the most by far over the summer. What was I doing during the summer? oh, well, I was pushing my camp content. So I was pushing educational content. I was pushing me as a as a mentor rather than me as a designer. And then I guess that in turn trickled down to an increase in my passive income products being sold. So that's an interesting thing to, to know because it's like, oh, if I want to make improvements to my passive income products, I don't necessarily have to put that in Q1. Maybe I can put that in early Q2 um, because that means my deadline for that isn't necessarily new year but maybe it's in the summer so that's great for me to know just in terms of timelines for planning um and also it helps me know oh great i, I can supplement maybe some of the income of the summer you know with passive income products so maybe i don't have to book as many projects in the summer which means maybe i can afford to take a vacation or i can schedule my breaks during these times so these are just great things to know not only for increasing your revenue but just for business planning it's such a it's such an important um checklist item just to check in on the timing and like the the cycles that your business is going through I love using um, especially like the passive income products prediction um, and the trend reports just to get a feel of like, okay, on a monthly basis, on average, I make about this much money in passive income, which means that like if I have a slow month, for example, where I maybe didn't book as much, I'm still okay because I have X amount of money coming in from, from products. So that's just an example. Um, it's great if you want to um, like come up with new ideas, you can look at okay, like when are the months when people are buying the most? Do I want to push a new product like during that spike or before that spike? 
example, or if you want to lengthen that spike, you know, what can I do marketing wise, etc. So that fourth checklist item is, you know, just evaluating your services and your products and like looking at performance um, just to make plans for the next year. And the final checklist item that I will call it is just marketing. So this is again kind of tied to what I was just talking about, but I had to look at performance and engagement over like the year and per month. I just like to look at my top performing posts, my top performing um, months, and just look at what what was working. What was I doing during those months? Um, did they convert to bookings? Did they convert to new inquiries? And I like this typically requires like my Dubsado to be open, my emails to be open, my Instagram to be open, my TikTok to be open, my Flowdesk to be open, all of these things. But it's super worth it. It takes me forever to do this because it's just a lot of like, you know, checking, tab switching, etc. But it's so worth it because it actually helps validate me that when I'm when I'm putting in effort and time into my content and pushing things that I think are valuable and spending a lot of time and money, for example, on on different marketing channels, then I am seeing results. And, and I think I have seen those results. So whenever I'm like lax days ago about Instagram, I do see a decrease in not only engagement, but I do see a decrease in um, inquiries and I do see a decrease in, you know, client connection. So what I do for this in terms of just like evaluating the scene for the next last year is I one make notes of what were my best performing like content pillars for example um when were they posted were they like um reels were they educational were they design related whatever I like to see what types of content pillars translates to inquiries for me personally um I tend to get more inquiries whenever I post more like design work like portfolio stuff but I tend to get more um followers and, and things when I post design facing or like creative facing um, things. And so because I am selling products and services that are suited for both audiences, then I may have to make a content plan that continues to nurture both of those audiences, both of those content pillars, um, for example. Um, also, knowing my schedule, like I mentioned in the last checklist item about evaluating my services and figuring out when I can take time off and like when I can supplement bookings with passive income. It's also a good time to kind of start to plan, all right, when are my heaviest marketing pushes going to be? So for example, I'm going to have some pretty heavy marketing pushes in the beginning of Q1, for example. So I have some, I have my January booked out, thankfully, but I'm going to be also marketing um, my bookings pretty heavily in January so I can book for February and March. Um, I'm going on vacation in April so that means that probably zero marketing is going to be happening in April or that means that in March I'm going to need to pre-plan all of my marketing. Um, I'm launching another design camp in June so that means probably all of May is going to be a huge marketing push. I'll be doing camp the whole summer so that means I probably won't need another marketing push until August so that way I can start booking for September, October, November. So that's just an example of how I can think about my marketing um, with regards to larger timeline, with regards to my plan for passive income and services. So all of these different things do play together. You have to use the numbers in order to inform yourself of like your internal processes, your scheduling, your plans, your goals. Um, and you also have to use your you know goals and your plans and make sure that the numbers line up. And so they all 
work together and so I think that this is the perfect time of year to round out and do all five of these things on your checklist so let me just review these one more time and then I will sign off for the rest of the year so number one accounting so you want to review transactions check subscriptions close any bills and invoices and make sure your categories are correct two you want to crunch some numbers so look at your revenue profit expenses how much are you paying in like different fees different subtractors categories and how do you feel about that spending three read feedback from clients and students or whoever you serve and make plans to improve any areas where you could be stronger Four, look at what services and passive income products did the best so just evaluate the performance and then brainstorm for how to adjust next year um, in terms of timing revenue planning etc and then five look at your marketing take a look at your performance your engagement your content pillars timing and then what worked for your audience and then make a general content plan or general um, timeline that aligns with your you know service plans your vacation plans product plans and make sure that both the numbers and the plans all match up so that was everything that i recommend that you do for the end of year i know that this is a ton and it's not the best timed podcast episode just because i know this is coming out um kind of like right before the end of the year but this is all stuff that i do in December ish and I also do a lot of this in Q1 too so it's not super important that you have to do this right now it's also not super important that you do all of these things but doing some of these things is super important just to feel better I think about your business in the new year and it also helps you get maybe a closer grip on like what goals are actually important and what to prioritize in the new year just because sometimes you can have 20 things that you want to do and not really know when or how you're going to achieve them so hopefully this was helpful i know i say that in every episode but i really really hope this one helps you round out your year beautifully i hope you have a, you have a wonderful holiday season a wonderful new year and i'll talk to you all in season three in 2023 um Again, thank you so much for listening. This has been a fantastic year. I know I took a lot of weird hiatuses from the podcast and it took me a while to get back into things, but it's really, really been gratifying seeing you know your, my, everyone listening to everything and hearing feedback about all the episodes. It's been a pleasure. I, I really, really appreciate whoever listens to these episodes and whoever decides to sit down and listen to my voice. As always, if you have any questions, any advice, please reach out to me at the Design Diaries podcast on Instagram and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.